every night. High off the memories. That is the topic of the day. We're wonder lusting with Shelton. I met him in Fargo. The dude is an adventure. I love this recording so much. I had a blast talking with him. I hope it inspires you to get off the beaten path and live life. We have a couple beers during this episode, so it gets raw and it gets uncut, but it was amazing. I love it so much, and I hope you love it too. This is Bold Perceptions, raw and uncut, positive energy from different perspectives around the world. Share it with a friend. Ciao, ciao. So we go back to their, we go back to their uh, place, and she's like, oh, I'm going to hop in the shower. And then he's like, I'm going to bed. You need to hop in the shower with her. You need to go shower with her. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I, I beg your pardon? <laughs> sir? Yeah, Captain? Was, yeah. And he said it again. So I was like, yeah, I, I sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> so I went in there, and she was, uh, she was like, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah, like a like, game, hey. like a game. Yeah. So I hopped in the shower with her. All right, we're back in black, and I'm in Fargo, North Dakota, staying with the one and only Garrett Pemilton, the motor, one of the biggest characters I've ever met. And while I've been here, I've met his roommate, and he is also quite interesting. The more I've gotten to know him, I've been here for about a day or two. His name is Shelton. He's from Georgia, and how he described himself to me when we first met was he's kind of a, a wonderer. You know, how he ended up in Fargo and all over different parts of the world is quite interesting. I'm excited to have him on, talk about the love of adventure, going off the beaten path and, uh, you know, following what uh, the heart desires. So, Shelton, can you give our listeners a little background? Hey, Nick. Um, so, the, uh, the wandering. The wandering. <clears throat> yeah, I'm uh, originally from Georgia uh, about a year and a half ago. Well, a year a little, little more than that, February 2019, I really started my adventures. Uh, my entire life, I've always wanted to travel the world, see different things, experience new cultures, new possibilities. And uh, I got out of a long-term relationship. And uh, once I did, I finally, as soon as I did, I started traveling the world. I went immediately to Thailand and, you know, had you know, crazy experience with, you know, my closest friends and then moved over to California from Georgia, big swap up there. And then, uh, yeah, since then, that's just, that's the lifestyle. What's interesting too, is you were kind of born with this, huh? Your, your father and down in Georgia is quite the, the character too. Yeah. So he's a, uh, I, I grew up in a, uh, I grew up in a household that most people's parents grew up in, like my age. Um, my dad's 70 years old. And, uh, You're 25. 25, yes, I'm 25. He's 70. Um, and so he grew up in an era of just, you know, the hippie, the hippie nation. He was in his prime in, his, in the 70s. And uh, he's never had, like, a, a real job. I mean, he's had, like, a little, you know, working at a pizza restaurant for a minute and stuff. But he's always been a musician. So he's just, uh, he left home, I think, 15, 16. And uh, just him, his guitar, and his dog, and just... Uh, hopped in the van and, and started the journey. That's some black sheep stuff. So how did they end up in Georgia with you? So my, my grandmother and uh, my grandfather, they, uh, they lived in Georgia. When, I was, uh, when they were planning on having me, um, they wanted for me to be able to grow up closer to my grandparents. And uh, 
so they moved over to Georgia. But my parents met in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, yep. and that's where both of my sisters were born and everything. So I was close to being a beach baby, but not a beach baby. Just a little Georgia boy. Okay, so you're in Georgia. You're kind of two hours south of Atlanta. Then you moved to Atlanta with this girlfriend you had, right? Right. And you guys were, like you said, you, you were pretty in love, right? But there oh, was, totally. they were trying to do different paths. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so uh, with that, um, I think ultimately in the end it was uh, the – I just wasn't I wasn't ready to sacrifice the the possibility of traveling and seeing everything while I was, you know, young and I was just no, I was, I was scared. So I, I broke up with her. Um You're scared of as, like settling down and having uh, more responsibilities, having kids which you wanted? Right, right, right. Yeah, I was uh yeah, I was terrified of like cuz that would be basically losing my my dream, losing what what it is that I truly wanted to do. And, uh, was this dream installed from uh, your father growing up and seeing him? No, no, not at all. Actually, this is uh, like none of my family really. They tr- they don't travel much at all or anything. My mom, she's only been to five different states or something crazy. You know, very low. Um, yeah, they don't really get out much. Um, the father wasn't <clears throat> a traveling musician. Yes, he okay, no, he did back games. in the day, but you know that that was well before I was born. So, you know, he's uh, pretty much my my life. He's uh, been retired for a while and. You know, just playing a little local band in in the small town in Georgia, but uh, yeah. So I never really, I never saw any of that from him, and uh, you know, we didn't really, I didn't really know all about his background until I got you know older and stuff. So um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was just all me. I just always, I've always been about seeing different cultures and stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you what. So you're it's kind of smaller town Georgia than you're in Atlanta. You're going down the the traditional path. You know, you got a girl you love. It takes a lot of balls to cut that loose and and go for it. Were you just so afraid of having those regrets getting older? Yeah, I, I think that's that's probably part of it. Um, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity. And uh, so my friends and I, we had uh, planned a trip to go to Thailand, and uh, we were going to spend a few weeks there, and had everything set up. She didn't want me to go. Um, and so I don't know. I, yeah, I was just. It wasn't that I chose the life over her. It's just I chose myself over, you know. I think that's a good point because a lot of people are. They try to be so selfless, and then that ends up in in misery and and not being fulfilled later on in yeah. life. I mean, you got to be happy within yourself too to make others happy. You know what I mean, because right, you right. would always resented this girl if you wouldn't have taken the, the opportunity, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. How did you deal with though letting go of this uh, <coughs> attachment? I mean, that's not easy. That's young love. That's uh, you know, or was your dream that strong? No, uh, well, I I'll, I'll be honest with you. It, it was uh it took a lot of booze to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I uh so whenever I got to California and got settled in and stuff, um yeah, I was, you know, I wasn't in like the best headspace for a little while there but you know I pushed through and uh you know lived my life the best I could um and really made the most of my time there and yeah ultimately had a fantastic time great experience and I am definitely stronger and a better human after after the fact that's so, great now give us those best tips for cutting that umbilical cord cutting that relationship <laughs> that attachment and going out there you know all alone obviously it hurts getting outside the comfort zone because you, you said you were self-medicating with booze so what really helped you um find your way in this traveling and kind of realize that you did make the best decision 
it's see that's I I can't really that's a hard one to explain because it's just a it's a feeling that I have whenever I'm in a new place like there's no feeling you know more incredible than you know the first time you, you step feel alive. into a new you feel alive absolutely it's just a it's an emotion that just kind of overpowers anything else going on at the time so you know I I did that and then you know I really just like I would kind of meditate and it would just be you know I would focus on the, where I'm at, what I'm doing, the just incredible, crazy journey of life. And uh, just, you never know, you never know where you're going to find yourself. And, you know, you always got to, you have to just appreciate where you're at because, you know. And, and like you said, and you sound, you got way stronger from it. I think that happens so much when you um, let go of those attachments and, and be out there all alone, mm-hmm. all by yourself and not have to rely on anyone and for emotional comfort and oxytocin. You just, it, it becomes like a superpower, would yep. you say? Yeah, That's absolutely. how you felt? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Felt invincible. <laughs> that's what you, okay, yeah. good. Yeah, it's self-reliance, you know, on steroids. And that's like the ultimate goal as a human. You're born alone and you die alone, right? Exactly. So if you're constantly dependent on other people for happiness, for comfort, for whatnot, you're probably not going to, you know, control your path or your feelings for yeah. the most part. But if you become stoic and, and can handle that stuff on your own, that's kind of where the the prize is right what the right. buddhists talked about and, and the monks and you know meditation but okay let's get in to these stories so you had the thailand trip booked she didn't want you to go so do, did you go there or you went right to california so i went directly from thailand to california like so so georgia thailand right yeah georgia thailand california okay thailand yeah. Tell me about the wonderful world of, of oh, Thailand. Oh, brother, you have to go. It's, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to live yeah, there. I it's, need to. It's, it's one of the, uh, I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. I, I, it's so difficult to explain that country. Uh, a lot of people ask, you know, oh, how was it? How was it? And it's just, you know, I, I've seen things that, you know, I can't even explain to people because you just won't get it. You won't get it. You have to go. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the culture in Thailand was just it's so amazing. The, the people were so happy and they didn't have like, you know, as much as we have here, they didn't have the conveniences that we have, but everyone there was just like friendly, just happy. They, they were at peace. They were at peace. Why do you think that is? Um, well, you know, I think it's the Buddhism. Um, they, they focus on karma and it's just, they give out just the positive energy into the universe. And so it all comes back around. And so, yeah, everything they do is just, you know, pure. And, and I'm not saying, you know, of course, there's still crime and stuff over there. There's still, you know, debauchery. People who don't, right, right. And there's still people who don't, you know, live by that code and stuff. But, you know, the majority of them, I, I believe they, so they have to uh, spend either two years um, in the monastery or in the military. Oh, wow. So whichever path you go down there. So all of them have some sort of discipline and, you know, all these... Uh, um, discipline, spirituality. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So just by default, you know, every every single one of them has some sort of background in you know that sort of self, you know, reliance and. To kind of bring you off topic, because you mentioned it though, was they don't have much stuff. And the more I've traveled, the more I'm starting to realize that this stuff really does not make me happy, and it almost makes me less happy. You yeah. know what I mean? Having these attachments, and whether it's certain people whether it's uh you know shit clothing all these different things it's like they weigh you down you it's know, the like fam- a crutch yeah. yeah the famous fight club uh, quote the stuff will end up owning you yeah. know what i mean did you uh 
you got that sense from Thailand, and I assume you know with your traveling, you become more you know minimalistic. And- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I literally just uh, everything that I own, I can just pop it in my car and Go. you know head on to the next town if I need to. It's uh, yeah, I don't have a ton of clothes. I got like you know nine t-shirts and you know a couple pairs of jeans, and uh, yeah, but I think the minimalism. It's not just, oh, get rid of all your shit. You don't need it, all that. It's it's a realizing what matters in life. Mm. You know what I mean? And putting your focus towards that. Not having, you know, a bunch of uh, uh, clothing, jewelry, and, and, you know, a big room and, and tons of cars. It's it's more focused on, you know, hey, what makes me happy? You know, get rid of all the the clutter around there and focus on those mm. key aspects. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Materialism, is, it's not, it doesn't make you happy. That is not, you know, going to help you you know, find, find yourself and, you know, be happy with yourself. The, the catch 22 I have with, with it all though, is the, our consumeristic culture in America and the materialism and all that is pretty much the reason why we're able to go to these countries and, you know, live like Kings because our economy is so great. It runs on all that. You right. know what I mean? And that's yeah. what made America so big and grand and, and it great capitalism, bo- capitalism on steroids. So, you know, it's done so much for us, but it also has a negative effect that I think personally depends on you you can get out of the keeping up with the joneses you can become a minimalist and you can use the best of capitalism and you can uh, uh get rid of the worst of it know what i mean don't fall down the whole trap how do you feel on that yeah so it, it, every day the capitalism every night. so you're saying that's why like it's easy I, for yeah there's great parts of capitalism is the reason why America went to these huge heights and we have so much money compared to the rest of the world. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons we can go to these different countries and live like kings or mm. be able to travel so much, unlike some other countries. But, you know, there's a, a, a downside to it where it consumes you. And yep. You have to buy all the new shoes. You have to buy more cars, more clothes that make your neighbor jealous and, yeah, uh, and all that. Up with the so is if you can, you know, hack into it <clears throat> and use the best of capitalism to do these certain things and just not get consumed by the negative parts of it. Right. Consumerism consumes you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, absolutely. It's the, the more you, the more you buy, it, it has like a, releases a good endorphin mm-hmm. in your brain. Um, it's sort of like a, you know, Addiction. social media and stuff, you know, every, every like, you know, you, you have a, you know, you just triggers just a, a positive emotional effect. So same as, you know, buying a new TV or getting a new car, you got this, fancy new house and everything and it's you're just always upgrading um everything around you but you never really focus on upgrading you it's just uh yeah it's just kind of a surface level thing but, yeah it's usually for the wrong reasons too you right know, keeping yeah. up with the joneses making uh the neighbor jealous you know um buying a necklace for your girlfriend type stuff like yeah. there's usually not much um weight to all the consumerism but like i said you know it's one of the reasons why us Americans are so well off compared to, you know, I'd say 75, 80% of the rest of the world. Know what yeah, I mean? oh, absolutely. Even the poorest of Americans, I mean, you know, in the East, you know, Eastern Europe, they're making 300 to 500 euros a month. That's average. Know what I mean? That's, I mean, 15 grand a year. That's crazy. That's not even. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's not 15 grand. That's eight grand. Eight grand a year. Yeah. So I think you just got to, it's on the person. To not get consumed by all this. But anyways, let's sidetrack back to Thailand. Give me a crazy story. You airbnb to a penthouse mansion. Tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, we just spent a couple of grand on a, you know, just a ridiculous, just pristine um, Airbnb. And it was right on a mountaintop. Um, yeah, it's like four stories. 
had a pool on the top of it. It was just ridiculous. Um, How many people were with you? There was four of us. Yeah. Four, she's four of us. Perfect. Yeah, we had a whole home theater and like the rooms and stuff. It was ridiculous. Um, and uh, isn't that crazy though? Too. This is kind of another off topic. Is we you know when you're growing up and you think, oh my God, you know, if I ever want to live like a movie star or live like a celebrity, I need to make millions and I got to work so hard. And then you go right. to Thailand and you get to live that. You yep. know what I mean? And it's like, well, I didn't need that much money too. But another part about it is you live it and then after a couple of weeks, you're like, oh, it's not what I really thought it was going right. to be. Yeah. We, we, we stayed there for two weeks and that was the perfect amount of time to be like, oh, that's, that's what it's like. That was, that was cool to experience. But next time I go to Thailand, I'm just going to stay in a hostel or something. I'm not going to spend all that money. But I'm really glad I got to, you know, have that experience. And it was well worth it. But, you know, you could have a lot more time and a lot more experiences if you, you know, stay at a hostel and do a more cost-efficient way of doing things. So doing things like that is how I've really seen how, let's say, you know, the multi-multi-millionaires, the billionaires, and, you know, you hear stories of them being depressed, and I've seen it, I've met people that have all the money in the world, and they're not happy, and everyone yeah. else that thinks money is happiness, they're like, how can you not be happy? You know, are you kidding yeah. me? But things are so relative, you know what I mean? Like, you stayed up in that penthouse mega place for, you know, a couple of weeks, and then by the end of it, you're like, oh, okay, mm. boom. And that's why I think the traveling and going to these type of countries for Americans is so important because it goes back to the minimalistic, minimalism um, idea is that um, uh, focusing on what actually makes you happy, exactly. not all the shiny things around you. And, and uh, then that is where the true type happiness comes from. Right. And so that, that's basically for me, whenever I travel to a new place and stuff, a lot of people, sometimes people do ask like, you know, you move around a lot, you travel all over the place, you know, are you running from something? Is it, you know, uh, but it's not what I'm running from, it's what I'm running towards. Um, so every place I visit and all these experiences, every culture I, you know, encounter, um, I can, I feel myself, I, I grow better as an individual. Like I'm every place that I live, I'm stronger afterwards. I learn more about, you know, humanity and I learn more about, most importantly, myself. And get closer to, you know, one step closer to being the man that I want to be and to be ultimately happy with myself. So it's so cliche, the, you know, traveling makes you a better person and this and that. But time again is time and time again. It's uh, people say the same thing. Mm -hmm. and, and it's true because I think your your perceptions brighten so much. You be get you be have so much more awareness of life, what you like, what makes you happy, what doesn't, right. who you are. See yourself all alone doing these type of things, and and it is true. It's the ultimate kind of life hack to uh, self growth. Yep, absolutely. Just personal improvement there. Back to the Thailand. Tell me a crazy Thailand story. You uh, said you crazy, would get Ron on cut. Crazy Thailand stories. Okay. Um, so just the. Uh, Starting off, we got some, some mopeds, right? And uh, I don't know if you've ever ridden a moped before. Um, a lot of fun and stuff. Um, learning a moped in the streets of Thailand, which uh, they have the highest death rate for uh, traffic accidents, I think, in the, in the world, actually. Um, it's a very diff different uh, experience. So right off the bat, we, uh, we're learning these, these you know, machines, and we find ourselves on the highway. And uh, it's the most dangerous highway, like, in that city. And it's, like, 
15,000 people a year or something die. Do from... you have a guy that's helping you, like training? No, no. Nope. You just rented nope. it? No, we went. just we rented yeah. four of Not them. We rules. hopped on them. Yeah, right off the bat, you know, a couple of us, you know, busted it and stuff. I was like, whoa, whoa, this is, you know, trying to work down the, the massive mountain we're on. And uh, so, yeah, we found ourselves on this highway and just absolutely terrifying, but uh, exhilarating at the same time. We uh, finally, you know, get a, able to turn around and get off the highway. Um, but so there's that, that right there. Um, that's how our experience started. And then once we uh, got the hang of it, we, you know, drove down to the Bangla Road, they called it. And uh, so this is like just this long strip of you know, nightclubs and bars and, you know, just shenanigans all over the place. Um, and of course, you know, we, we go get absolutely hammered for cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Proper ripped for, you know, pennies on the dollar and then, uh, decide to get a massage and stuff. And I'm sure you've heard all about the Thai <laughs> massages and, uh, they're, yeah, they're everything they're chalked up to be. They're, uh, cheap. They're incredible. Um, yeah, best, best massages you can get for sure. Um, uh, the Thai women really like Americans, don't they? Oh, they love Americans. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like a, a white guy who's like over five foot, yeah, you're, uh, you're pretty much you're guaranteed. Yeah. You're in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> you, you are. Yeah. It's, it's weird being in a country where, you know, the men are the ones getting catcalled yeah. as opposed to, you know, the women like it is here. But yeah, you can't go anywhere without just a beautiful woman being like, Oh, Hey, Hey, you're hot. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hang out. It's like, it, yeah, it's just totally abstract. I think that's so good for men, especially like in American society right now. There's a study done for people from like 18 to 28 who have not had a sexual relationship in like within a year. And a lot of American men, it seems nowadays with the Instagrams and the dating apps, that they're not getting nothing or they're not getting any female attention. Know yeah. what I mean? And also you go to a whole new world and you're valued mm-hmm. like that, I think it raises your self-esteem a lot. And all of a sudden you go back to your hometown and you're like, hey, you know, I am a good looking person. Yeah. You know, I am worth something. And obviously that confidence attracts, you know, the, the people in their country. Interesting. Too. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really think about it like that. But yeah, I could totally see that being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, did you go uh, scuba diving and uh, all that kind of stuff? Hanging on the James Bond beach, all that crap? So we went, uh, yeah, we, we, we did pretty much all that. Um, we didn't do scuba diving, um, but we, we did pretty much everything else you could you know, want to do over there. We hiked up mountains. We you know, bathed with elephants. We uh, yeah, went jet skiing, did all that stuff. It was a, it was a really great experience. Um, and uh, we were trying to set up to go... Uh, skydiving while yeah. we were there because we uh we went skydiving when we were in nashville on another guy's trip and uh that's just a absolutely incredible thing but yeah we couldn't really find a good spot and some of the guys weren't trusting the uh the thai people to be you know good you know have a thai guy on your back you know who's got your life yeah. in his hands so didn't get to do that but you know we, we did yeah everything else we went to uh a small island um Copenhagen. And uh, spent a few days there during the end of our trip, and that's where they have the uh, infamous full moon party. I'm not sure if you've heard of that, but it's the. Uh, I've heard rumors. Tell the, me. Yeah, yeah, it's the largest you know outdoor beach party in the world, and every month on the night of the full moon, they just have, it's just this long stretch of beach just goes on for miles, and there's just quite literally just millions of people there just hanging out. Just it's you you can't go anywhere without just 
ridiculous. You're all painted up and glow in the dark paint. And there's like EDM music over here. There's like trap music over here. They got, you know, all these little DJs set up and just fire. It's unreal. A lot of drugs, a lot of booze, a lot of sex, a lot of just absolute, yeah, ridiculous. I, I, you have to go if you ever. Once in a lifetime, was it? Once in a lifetime. Well, no, I'm saying once in a lifetime experience. Well, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be, but it doesn't have to be once in a lifetime, but it's definitely something you have to have in your lifetime for sure. Okay, so your Thailand trip wraps up. Now you're about to go home, or or I don't know if it's California, where you're going back. What are you thinking now? You just cut the ropes with the girl that you were in love with. Um, You went out on your adventure like you wanted to. Did it feel as fulfilling or was there some parts that were still empty like oh did I make the right decision no I uh so of course I was I was sad about the fact and everything um I I hated having to do that decision because it was the uh, most difficult thing I've ever done but you know it was it was freeing like I was finally you know I could live life however I wanted to do I I saw it you know when I got back to the United States I was like all right, this is uh, now chapter two. The next chapter is opening. You know what? What's what's next? And you know, I, I didn't, I didn't dwell on the fact too much. You know of, of what what happened, but you know, of course, it, it it did make me sad sometimes. But I like this though. You basically made a conscious decision, subconscious decision that you were cutting the rope and going on with your life, and right. no holds back. You weren't going back to the old ways. Nope, not going back to the old ways. Not being stuck. Not. You know, feeling like I have to, you know, ask anyone before I do something that I want to do. You know, it's, uh, I can, yeah, just be myself. Just do, do me. So it's, uh, yeah, liberating. Okay, so you got back, then what? Uh, so I got back, and then, yeah, California. As soon as I got there, I uh, started bartending and found this really awesome place. Uh, it was like a But small... hold on, hold on. This is a tough part here because, you know, so you're picking up these odd jobs and, and whatnot. How did you get this bartending gig? I mean, you just walked in there. You're a friendly guy. What? Yeah. Well, okay. So uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, I, I've never really, I've actually never gone into a place and spoken with a manager and applied for a job and not gotten the job. So it's, uh, I've got a really good success ratio in that department. Luckily, I don't know if it's my presentation. I don't know if it's you know my long hair now or what. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's always been pretty easy for me to pick up a job. I've never been worried about finding work. Uh, but so before I, before I got the uh, bartending gig, I uh, took like just a little, just a little bartending class to get the basics of like you know how to pour and like the basic cocktails. This is in Cali. And, uh, you took yeah, because you were living with your friend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I moved there. Yeah. My friend, uh, my friend had an open room and stuff. I was like, come on down. So yeah, did that. Um, so after that, I took the class. It was pretty easy to uh, get that uh, you know that bartending gig. And uh, stayed there for a while. I loved that place. It was, uh, you know, I was treated like family there. And uh, yeah, I felt like it was, you know, like one big family. It was a absolutely incredible spot. And then, uh, so. But you just walked in there yep. and did what? And how'd you get the job? I said, uh, hey, how's it going? Um, uh, are you hiring? And uh, they were like, no, not, 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 not hiring. And uh, I was like, okay, well, never mind then, you know. And then he was like, wait a second, wait a second. What are you, uh, what are you looking for? And I was like. Ah, bartending gig, you know, I'm trained as a bartender, but I make one hell of a server too, if you, if you need one of those. And he was like, you know what, actually, let's, let's talk real quick. So, you know, the, he was like, sorry about being uh, abrupt and, you know, kind of shooing you away when you first got in. But, uh, yeah, then he, he just 
was like, hey, yeah, we might uh, might have some openings coming up. How about you come in on, you know, next Monday or whatnot, and uh, we'll see what we can do. And I was like, awesome. So see, That's great because a lot of people take things personally. So that dude's probably having a bad day. Like, tried shooting you off. I'm too busy. I don't want to talk to you. And he didn't let it affect you. Didn't let it hurt you. No. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, shit, who is this guy? And then it worked out. Ended up creating a, a wonderful relationship, right? Absolutely, you know? yeah. He, was a, he, he turned out to be a really great friend of mine. Yeah, so he, he went from, yeah, that, that first abrupt interaction to, you know, being, yeah, one of, one of my greatest friends in California. And I, I think the traveling and, and cutting, the rope lo- cutting the rope loose gives you that no fucks feeling. Like, yep. you know what? Okay, you don't want me to go somewhere else. Like, yeah. But you don't care. You're just like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not being an asshole to you. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm literally, that's, that's one thing about me. I like, have zero anxiety, zero stress, just completely carefree i I just don't care it doesn't matter like in the grand scheme of things none of it really fucking matters there's always going to be another place that is hiring there's always going to be another you know woman who you know likes you there's always going to be you know there's a whole world of just infinite you know possibilities anything you need where do you get this abundance mindset a lot of people are living in scarcity they think oh this person doesn't like me it's over if i don't get this job it's over if not i mean how do you feel this abundance where did this come from I don't know. It's just I've always I've always felt that way. I've never had any anxiety or fear for the future or anything. It's uh I mean it's just yeah, it's just I mean it just makes sense. It's uh I mean to be honest with you, I I've gotten really lucky throughout life and I see life life is very easy to me. It just makes good sense. Um you know, I don't don't have any like big troubles in life. It's just yeah, just it, it's it's easy. So there's there's always going to be something out there that, you know, is for for me or for you, you know. It's uh yeah, it's infinite. You're infinite. just a privileged white male. No, no, I, I didn't <laughs> grow up, you know, wealthy or anything. I'm not not privileged at all, you know. I'm you know, I I, I bartend. I live paycheck to paycheck a lot of the months, but uh, you know, here and there I get to save up and you know, go do another traveling, you know, a great experience and everything. Um, yeah, I'm just but, giving you shit. Yeah, any know, any practical tips though for the person that doesn't have this mindset? Um, there, there's nothing really practical I can do. I okay. just tell people like, hey, it's, it's don't your- worry, it's just it's fine. It's fine. Like at the end of the day, it's fine. You're gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. I, I believe it's a lot of just like the law of attraction. Yeah. So if you have this positive mindset and you believe everything will work out and everything is good, then ultimately the universe like forms in a way where everything is good for you so it's just you have to look into yourself you have to just you really yeah really focus do some meditation do some deep thought try you know try going out and just changing your mindset every time you have a negative mindset you know make note of that and be like wait that's not right i shouldn't be doing this and then counteract it with you know 10 positive thoughts and then i think you'll see just a slight that slight change initially and then if you keep on that habit, then eventually you won't have the negative mindset because life's getting better. Everything's getting more positive, it seems. It's crazy. You know, when we had these podcasts on here, this is the 102nd or 103rd episode. And all these different people we have on, a lot of times I don't know them really much beforehand. And all of a sudden this, you know, law of attraction, manifesting, spirituality part of them comes out. And it's the same with me. I'm all about this stuff. This podcast is about it. Yeah. And it's odd how those things connect. And we're going to get into the whole story of why you're even in Fargo with uh, 
my friend Garrett living together. You didn't know him beforehand, but it's neat how uh, it attracts, like you said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also heard too this through my little studies and all that is if you're you know stressing about different things or you really you know want different things and there's like a a polar magnet. So mm-hmm. if you had it, you wouldn't be really thinking about it, right? right. If you had uh, your beautiful you know wife, if you had your beautiful home, it's already there. You already have it, right? But if you're like, oh, I want it so bad, I want it so bad, it's like the universe is pushing it away from you, not letting it come to you. Yep. Know what I mean? Like your, uh, your energy is uh, repelling it mm-hmm. type deal. And like you said, kind of just letting go and, and thinking positive and, and you're going to be okay, then the things usually come to you. Yep. And I think with, with that, like, so it's not the fact, it's the, that, you know, you want it so bad that you... You, you focus on the fact that you don't have don't it. Have, yeah, that's so it. that's what, what, what makes the universe push it away. It's like, oh, I don't have it, don't mm-hmm. have it, don't have it. And then, you know, after you keep saying, every time you say don't have it, it just be a little bit further and further away. So, I mean, I, I believe, like, if you want something, you can focus on that and it will attract towards you. But, okay, yeah. You know, if you, it's just on how you see, perceive it, you know. That is what about. I was trying to make the point. That's yeah. fantastic. I love yeah. it. Okay, so California... Now you're networking, you're having a good time, yep. you know, what's all going on, where's your mind state, what are you doing? Um, just, uh, so that was a, a big switch up, um, that was the first time I've ever lived outside of Georgia, and you know, I had my best friend there, and uh, so I had at least one person, you know, one solid human, you know, around, but, you know, miss, miss my family and everything, but the uh, California experience was incredible, the weather was Awesome. A little bit depressing though. The uh, the weather it was always eighty three degrees and sunny. So it got old, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's the, like the where's the rain? Yeah, yeah, where's the clouds? Don't Give appreciate me it. Yeah, what's going on here? But uh, yeah, it was it was great. The people over there were awesome. Um, the uh, I'm not a big smoker or anything, but uh, you know smoked some pretty good weed over there. Um, and I think because the weed, everybody over there, so California people are are like kind of assholes but they're really chill assholes so they're 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 real yeah they're just yeah yeah they're pretty they're pretty genuine over there pretty real um well yeah most most of them yeah the la bubble or the hills bubble yeah right 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 la's uh la's a interesting city (laughs) but i think i know what you mean with the chill asshole it's just like you're not you know sucking up to someone when you first meet them yeah you're just kind of like yo this is who i am type deal yeah what's up yep so yeah if you don't have uh like, if you would get offended by that guy, you know, going in to get the job and him being, like, oh, kind of shooing you away, then, yeah, you might, yeah, California might not be a zone for you. Yeah, because yeah, that, that can happen a lot, I saw. It was just, like, yeah, the initial interaction with somebody can be kind of abrasive. Yeah. So, yeah, but they were just they were chill about it, though. Okay, so you're there for how many months? Um, nine months. Okay, and now you're going down to, like, your last month. What made you decide to, uh, to leave, and, and where were you going? So I was uh, moving to Florida. Um, it was going to be about three hours away from my family because, uh, you know, I did I did miss my family a lot and wanted to be closer to them. Uh, but yeah, so so I I, uh, I decided to make the journey, uh, drive all the way back down to uh, the East Coast. And uh, what was in Florida? Um, besides close to your family, that's in Georgia. Well, I had a friend. I had a friend over there. A friend, too. yeah, I had a friend over there. Yeah, they had a, kind of friends all over the place yeah. there. So, yeah, I had a friend over there, and uh, yeah, stayed with him for just like a couple of months. And so he, 
offered me a, a room, <laughs> just like my other friend. And so I was like, you know, it's close enough to be, you know, to my family and stuff, but not in my hometown, which I absolutely hate my hometown. Don't know why. It's just, it, it's got a depressing, like, shroud over it. It's like this, I don't know, it's like this dark energy, like, in the town itself. It's weird to explain. Here's but. a point, though, because I hear this all the time, especially anyone that's from, like, a smaller city, or if they're in the city, they say this stuff, and um, um, I think a lot of that is on them, too. Know mm-hmm. what I mean? How you make the city... And then obviously you're not in your travel spirits, you're not feeling as alive, you're used to pattern recognition and whatnot, but almost everyone's like, oh, I don't like where I'm from, or I want to get out, especially small town people. But also, look what you got there. You had the family, you have a community, you can say hi to the person at the hardware store, and all these different (laughs) things. But I I, I felt this way too, and I definitely think there are some cities that have weird energy, 100%, but it's like, okay, hey... If I'm bored here, if I'm not feeling alive, then I got to do something outside of my comfort zone in the city. Mm-hmm. Go to a freaking art museum. Go to a, a, a national park or some sort of interesting thing there. What do you think of that? Yeah, well, I, and I tried that too. I, I, I even got a job as a whitewater raft guide and you know, went out of my comfort zone there just to you know, try to spice things up and make a few bucks. But yeah, I don't know. Just the, the city as a whole, like no matter what I did, it just it did not it just wasn't for me it's just not my it was my city but it was not the city for me so yeah i did not want to live there um and that's fair that's i mean it's a fair point where if something's just so bad like hey or that you don't feel alive or happy then hey make a change but never just totally dismiss the place you're from and what you had and if it wasn't right for you it wasn't right for you yeah but so many people blame the city instead of themselves yeah know what i mean it's oh it's that fault well then you're gonna go here you're gonna be happy for a month and the same issues are probably gonna arise too in a True. new place yeah 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 you, you, yeah probably you're probably right it's, it's probably you know it's something about me I, I don't any anything that's just repetitive any mundane just like you know the routine the daily just day to day that drives me crazy that's just like that's the you know the definition of insanity for me is doing that but here's what i find fascinating so the travelers and the wanderlust and you know the adventurers are are like searching for meeting and they they talk about oh meditation and enlightenment and these eastern philosophies well look at those people they sit in a cave for 30 years in the same damn place meditating that's true yeah Yeah, so maybe we gotta look inward too like okay hey you know can we create these feelings on our own, you know, through our bodies? That's what we talk about. You're traveling, you're all alone, and it's all on you. So why can't I do that anywhere in the freaking world? Yeah. Why am I dependent on the next new city? No, absolutely. And you could, you can do that, you know, through meditation and stuff. But then you also, you know, at the end of the day, you'll just know your small little town. And then, you know, you'll, you'll miss out on actually, you know, experiencing, you know, the world. You know, you can figure out yourself and you can you know figure out the world itself you know through meditation and you know that kind of that form of enlightenment but you know ultimately you'll you'll miss out on the actual experience so and then i i mean i'm all about the adventure i love mm-hmm. it i'm addicted to it but it it fascinates me like the the paradox of the traveler mindset yeah talking about you know finding themselves and, and being happy with one but you're constantly on the move and you're mm-hmm. constantly going to different places Know what I mean? Right. And all these travelers talk about Eastern philosophies and all that. And those dudes are 
literally meditating in the same fucking spot for 30 years at a time. Yeah. Know what I mean? And you're going everywhere. It's the yeah. complete opposite. Well, yeah, you can pick out the, the, the good parts of it and then uh, you yeah. make it make it your own kind of uh, philosophy there. No, totally. Uh, I'm, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's curious. It's interesting. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm the same boat as you. Yeah. I need to go. Like, yeah. I don't like sitting still. But I know that, you know, the stuff I preach, I should be able to just do it wherever the hell I'm at. Definitely. No matter my any of my circumstances, this shouldn't affect my mind state and my zen. Definitely. Yeah, and, and, and if I wanted to just stay here in Fargo for, you know, the rest of my life, I could probably, you know, now that I've opened myself up to that kind of, you know, that side of the of the world, you know, that, that philosophy and everything, um, you know, I, I think that I probably could, through meditation and stuff, find that, you know, but... But that's not fun. That's not fun. That's not fun. That's just, at the end of the day, that's just not as fun. That's not as fun. Yeah, we never know. We'll get older, older and, and who knows what we do. But, yeah. okay, so Florida? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, decided to uh, decided to go to Florida. Um, but right, two days, the, day be- the day before I left uh, California, I, uh, I actually ran into a woman from Russia, um, at my my Russia. bar that I worked at, and uh, I was just getting like my last paycheck there, and uh, be like, oh yeah, leave it tomorrow, whatnot. And so I just saw a pretty girl, so I was like, hey, how you doing? And then I was like, well, you're obviously not from around here. Where are you from? And then you know she's from Russia. Started talking. She was uh, you know going back to Russia in a in a couple of weeks and stuff, or uh, like the, the next month. So. She was wanting to see, uh, you know, some more of the United States and everything. And I was like, well, you know, I'm leaving um, to go, you know, I'm, I've got everything packed up. I'm ready to go. Uh, do you want to go on a little journey with me to uh, Georgia? And uh, she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first conversation. This, yeah, the first, yeah, first time, yeah, first time we met and everything. And then, uh, so we, <laughs> yeah, we, we were just talking about it. And, of course, we were sort of joking you know, and it was just like, you know, the romantic thought of it, yeah. just like the Taking idea, off, like, oh, wouldn't that be crazy? Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, right, 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 right. And then she was saying how she was uh, going to try, she want, really wanted to see Mexico before uh, before she went back to uh, Russia. And I was like, well, how about this? How about tomorrow we go to Mexico and we'll stay there. I've got connections in Mexico. Um, a friend of the uh, the owner of the, the bar that I worked at who... Uh, yeah, so he he was like, yeah, give give him a call. You know, he's he's got a place. I'm sure he'd be you know happy to you know show you around, give you a place to stay and everything. So we uh, the next day, sure enough, we uh, gave him a call. We went to Mexico, stayed there for a few weeks, spent Christmas in Mexico, and uh, you know rode horses on the beach. Just and you just, and her, uh, just me and her, just me and her. Just uh, you know the food, the everything was just incredible. I love Mexico. Um, yeah, we went a few hours south of the border um, to a city called Ensenada. And, cartel uh, action. Well, I'm pretty sure I ran into a couple of cartel members. Yeah, yeah. Nice guys, though, actually. Nice guys. Just don't fuck well, with them. They want our money. They want the American yeah, money. Right, 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 yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here, I love this so much because I call it like a, the, the love bubble, the love adventure bubble you have while traveling. Yeah. And just the thought of, hey, you meet a person and then tomorrow – you can go to freaking Mexico yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. Is That's a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? People uh-huh. don't get to experience those things. And that's the experiences you have when you live outside the comfort zone. When you Absolutely. say hi to the pretty lady and mm-hmm. you just say, hey, fuck it. I'm going to you know Georgia tomorrow. But you know what? Let's, let's hang out. Let's do it. And Oh, now let's go to Mexico. 
Right. You know what I mean? You never forget that. That's yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, if, if you do everything that scares you, you'll find yourself in some pretty weird situations that, that literally, yeah, makes all the time I take a step back and I'm like, this isn't real. This, you know, we have to be living in some sort of simulation or something like there's no way this is reality. Like, how am I here doing this right now? Just doesn't make sense. How things work out and line up. It's the whole matrix thing. Like, you know, you got a lot of the, the masses living in the go to school, you know, um, get a job, have a family, you know, pay your taxes, mm-hmm. do little things. And all of a sudden you start stepping out of there. And yeah, it's not easy. You get hit with a lot of different things. You go through a lot of different emotions. Yeah. But you know, like this girl, she went with a random stranger to freaking Mexico. Yeah. Know what I mean, like that's, yeah, that's there's, crazy. there's risk, right? <laughs> sure. But absolutely. The biggest risk, man, you get these rewards that are nuts. Yep. And most of the time, you know, 90, 95% of the time that outside of the comfort zone action turns out to be amazing. Know what yep. I mean? And Always. the one, the times it doesn't is the times you learn from it. You get mm-hmm. a nice life lesson and it makes, you know, the rest of your life, you know, better. Like you, you, uh, well, at least I didn't get killed there. Right. Right. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or I'm happy I'm, I, I didn't get mugged for my passport type deal. Yeah. But that happens so rarely. Uh-huh. And then you get to experience these movie type things with a, a 23-year-old Russian yeah. in yeah. Mexico riding horses <laughs> yeah, at right. Christmas. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. a movie. People, that, that's what you watch yep. on TV. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got, you got me a mustache while I was there. I'm rocking the mustache again now just in honor. It's uh, getting around that time of year. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was uh, awesome. It was awesome. And... Yeah, just being able to do that, it's, you, 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 of course, I found myself in, you know, plenty of, you know, sketchy, spooky um, situations, too. But, yeah, the, the reward, doing something like that, it's, yeah, it's always, always worth it. And to be honest with you, those, those sketchy, spooky situations really only make you feel more alive. Yeah. I, and, and As fucked up as that sounds, yeah. <laughs> and they cut through the bullshit of mundane, mundane, can't say the word. Mundane. Mundane life. So mm-hmm. next time some guy says some cuts you off in, in traffic you're like oh fuck it you know i almost <laughs> yeah. got i almost got kidnapped by the cartel you right know? yeah like, yeah I, I, you become way more stoic yeah little oh, things yeah. don't matter yeah nothing to me like people stress out so much about like just little little inconveniences in their life and i'm like hey you realize that <laughs> that doesn't matter one fucking bit that's not gonna affect you tomorrow you're fine and people i don't understand how people get so offended by everything it's just like nothing happens when you're offended it's fine. <laughs> You're going to be okay. You're going to wake up tomorrow, just drink a cup of coffee and just be like, hmm, well, yesterday kind of sucked maybe, but <laughs> new day. It's usually the most entitled, most privileged, most uh, have everything you need that get offended at the little shit. Yeah, like when true. you travel, I bet you met a lot of those people that, you know, like in Thailand, just carefree and, and you know, and, and loving life because yep. they're not, you know, oh, Americans are very, got this thing about us, you know, and we have so much shit. So then we worry about all our needs are taken care of, so then we start worrying about all the little things. Because mm. it's human nature just bitch about something. Get mad and angry over, over whatever it is. Because you have everything else fulfilled. If, right. if you weren't fulfilled or uh, had a need you know, to go eat or, or hunt you know, like back in the day, you, know, you can't think about the little shit, right? You had to go do the major thing, right? right. Now we can <laughs> yeah. sit on our, our, our computer the whole day and, and get money and, and then there's nothing to worry about. You know what I mean? Yep. So you find shit to worry about. It's like you made a reservation at a restaurant, but, you know, they're running a little bit behind. So, you know, you have to wait 10 minutes for your table and it's like, oh, damn it, this this fucking place. It's just like, yeah, just like small shit like that. But we have it so easy. So Life, easy. everything is handed to us. We can get, we have everything that we could ever want just right there in the palm of our hands. Right there. All you have to do is reach out and grab it. 
That's why I've, some podcasts I've been listening to are talking about like, damn, do we need a war to like shape up our generations? Because we've been living in peace for so long mm-hmm. and so much, everything's been given to us. Do we need some sort of hardship and the economy to tank and to learn what it feels like to actually really struggle and really hurt type deal? I mean, we would learn a lot if that were the case. <laughs> yeah, or you could do it the cheat or the 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 cheat code way and go travel. And, and yeah, true. It. Yeah, just I think everybody. You know, if everybody in the world just uh, went out of the country, out of their country, out of their comfort zone, comfort and zone. just if we could all just take shrooms once, everybody in the world just take shrooms one time and go experience a different culture, then you know you would. Yeah, I think you'd wake up pretty fast. I and think the I, world would be a much better place. I think the barriers and, and boundaries and perceptions would dissolve and uh, we'd be coming more uh, understanding at, at life and what really matters and, and what makes us tick for sure. So Mexico, if mm. you finish up Mexico, had a wonderful time. Wonderful time. Were you sad to cut loose with this girl or what'd you do? Yeah, well, she uh, she continued on the journey. Uh, we left Mexico, went to uh, Georgia. Um, we made a pit stop and spent New Year's in uh, New Orleans. And uh, that was uh, a hoot and a holler. <laughs> New Orleans, I, I want to go there for like Mardi Gras. Because what a cool town. That's yeah. just like, yeah, it's a, that's definitely a little party area. Uh, the music is phenomenal over there. Just, food. The food's great. But the music is really, no matter where you go, every bar has got like a live jazz band. And it's just fantastic. They're just all great. Great performers. And uh, yeah, so it, that, was, that was fun. Got a matching ass tattoo with the... <laughs> With a, yeah, a master sergeant in the Air Force and his, yeah, how'd you meet this his girl. Um, <laughs> we were just standing outside of a, uh, of a bar listening, watching this live band. And they were standing next to us. And we were like, oh, that's good shit, huh? He was like, hell yeah, it is. And then we just started talking, hit it off. And uh, was like, hey, let's go grab a drink. And uh, so hung out that night. Then the next day we, we met up and... You know, got day drunk, went on a little adventure and everything. Like Bob Marley did. Add to that, that I smoked like the hippies did. Back in the 70s. Spit with the finishing right, so touch. So at the end, of, uh, the end of that night, we uh, we were just hammered. That was the actual uh, the uh, New Year's night. So we uh, were passing by a tattoo parlor. And he was like, hey, let's get, let's get tattoos. Let's get matching tattoos on our ass of a lightning bolt. So if we ever go streaking, we can be the Flash. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, you know what? That's uh, that's crazy, but why the hell not, right? So uh, yeah, he was like, I'll, I'll pay for it, don't worry. So did that, <laughs> got a last at, pretty cool. Um, and uh, hold on, this guy was in the the Air Force, or he was like a. Yeah, what so was he? he was master sergeant. Uh, I believe he was in the army first, and then he he switched over uh, fairly recently over to the air force. This is a wicked point because you see these people in public, or you see the photos of them, and they look all um, together, and everything's fine with them. And, and all of a sudden, you're getting ass tats with the same guy yeah. in New Orleans on uh, New Year's uh, Eve night. And I've experienced so much of this with people traveling when like this mask gets taken off mm-hmm. and then you see like oh they're all just like each other we're all fucked up in the head we're all yeah. crazy yeah we're all just yeah just yeah master sergeant in master. the air you, you wouldn't expect them to be like hey let's get ass tats and you know get hammered just you know fucking off just goofing off and everything it's uh it's weird seeing that just like that that other side of 
you know. Yeah, this Mr. Clean Cut guy, right. he probably went to school for so long, got the best grades, he's flying freaking those fast jets, you know, and a lot of people in day-to-day life, they, they see these people and like, wow, what is wrong with me? Like, how did they get everything together? I must be messed up, but it's the the weird stuff and the dark stuff is in every single one of us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, it, well, it gets weirder than that. Uh-oh. It gets weirder than that. <laughs> so, yeah, after that, we, uh, I don't know, so... The, the the girl I was with, the Russian woman, she uh, she was tired or something. She went back to our hotel, and then so it was just the three of us, and we just till the late hours of the night we were just dancing around and everything, and then uh, so me and his girl started dancing together, and then we just like start making out and stuff here and there, you know. And the, he's right the next whole to you. Night. Yeah, and he's just like right here too, and it's like. It's just totally a weird situation. I've never been in one quite like that. And then, uh, so we go back to their we go back to their uh, place, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna hop in the shower." And then he's like, "I'm going to bed. You need to hop in the shower with her. You need to go shower with her." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, I, "I beg your pardon, <laughs> sir, yeah, captain, was, yeah. And he said it again. So I was like, "Yeah, I, I sir." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sir. Yes, sir. So I went in there, and she was, uh, she was like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Yeah, like a like, game, hey. like a game. Yeah. So I hopped in the shower with her. You know, I fooled around a little bit, and then, uh, yeah, we uh, got out and got in the bed and stuff. Um, and we were all sleeping in this this like king size bed. You know, she's she's butt ass naked. Um, I'm, you know. I'm on one side of her, he's on the other side of her, and uh, yeah, it was just a very, very unusual situation, and then uh, the next day, woke up, left, and uh, yeah, never never saw him again after that, it was, yeah. Those experiences, though, are so freeing, you, you know what I mean, it's just like, oh my god, like, the the world that we live in this with this mask on in our little communities, and, and all that is so tightly wound, and and when people just let go and be free like that, it's it's neat. You know what I mean? It's it's sometimes like fucked up, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" But I think it gets to a point too where you're like, "This is freeing." It's not freeing. I mean, Absolutely. Not I mean. It's entirely it's, liberating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, it's very, very interesting. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, it, it's in all of us. Like everybody, everybody has that. Even you know the the captain of the you know the whatever you know Air Force Navy. Those clean cut guys, they they have that that crazy side too. That you know, just and yeah, if you just be yourself, do your thing, life's better. Now, and you can tell people this all the time, and but once you experience it, then then you get it. Know what I mean? Then you stop comparing yourself to everyone else. You stop saying, "Oh my God, I got to be like this and be perfect and and all that," because you realize, like, damn. You know, we're just humans. We're all just yeah. humans. And that, that, to me, gives me a shit ton of confidence. Oh, absolutely. Know what I mean, you walk around like, and, and that's that's the key. I think a lot of people are missing today. You know, when they, they stick on that social media and see perfection mm-hmm. everywhere. Perfection, perfection. They have no idea. So having those kind of crazy experiences are are very eye-opening to reality and, and human nature and, and what is all going on right now. Okay, so you just had. This. I think well oh. on that topic. I think the uh, the social media is so toxic. Um, it's a lot of people don't use it in the in the right way, and they just uh, they spend hours of their day. You know, anytime they get some free time, they're just on their phone, 
social media, comparing themselves to others, seeing only the best parts of other people's lives that people want to show. And so then they think about themselves like, oh, well, I'm nothing like this. You know, why don't I have it figured out like this person does? Or, you know, what's what's wrong with me? And, uh, you know, everybody, I think everyone who does the social media is guilty of that. I, I used to be the same way, you know, I'd be like, wow, I'm, yeah, nothing like this. But then, uh, one of the first things I did after, uh, I ended that relationship is, uh, I deleted every social media account. I, I just cleansed my life of that and still don't have anything. And, uh, except well, I have Snapchat cause you, you have to have Snapchat. <laughs> Everybody's got to have Snapchat. Because anybody you meet, they're like, hey, I'm on Snapchat. And it's like, fine, fuck it. Nah, fine, fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, that itself is is really nice. So if you can do that, then that's when you really can start finding yourself and then really getting to know human humans for, you know, who they really are. And it's like, yeah, we're all the same. We're all just, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're just like each other. And yeah, that's crazy. I deleted all my social media two years ago and then just deleted the the old Snapchat during uh, quarantine this last, what, April? Yeah. But it's true. You know what I mean? And then you stopped, uh, you stopped worrying about stupid things and, and focus on, you know, what is in front of your eyes. Yep. And the relationships that you think you're going to lose through the social media, you don't. You know, you keep the good ones, the ones you want. Yeah, now, those are the, yeah, those are the important ones. Yeah, the 99% of the other ones that you never would even talk to, you know, those go by. But, no, it, I think the social dilemma just came out and a lot of people are starting to... Um, key in on this idea of social media and what it is you know the same thing with capitalism it could be your best tool yep. or it could consume you yep. and that's what social media is so um i agree with that we just did a podcast on that actually about the addictive nature of it and, mm-hmm. and all this shit that goes in with uh social media but uh, anyway so, yeah so unhealthy just i mean it, it's a huge time killer you just waste so much of your time doing it like i remember when i had it like i would just just going to take a shit. I would. Uh, it should be just like a five minute ordeal, but it would turn into like a thirty minutes. I'm sitting here just scrolling, looking at you know random bullshit that doesn't mean anything to me, and it's just yeah, wasting my time, wasting my time, and then yeah, making it. It makes you feel yeah, like you just compare yourselves, and it makes you feel like you're, you know, you're not doing something right, and it's yeah. The one one thing that's creepy about it too is there's so many realities going on too on the social media. And, you know, is our brain able to handle all of them too? So, oh, this person does this thing. Oh, I like this. Oh, no, this is cool. And, oh, this is the new trend. This is a new fad. And your brain's just breaking. You know what I mean? Yep, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't travel there. Buy this. So then you just sit in your room and, and stay on social media. <laughs> right. You, know yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you don't take no action to what you want because exactly. you're so you're so bombarded with all these different perceptions and realities of what you should have, what you shouldn't do and all that. You just kind of sit on the sidelines and watch it all unfold. Just become a consumer. Right. Yeah. yeah. You just start, it's like you're watching a reality show of just like everybody else's life and you're not living yours. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. That's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a good point. So Mexico, uh, New Orleans, and then uh, after that, what what happened? You're going back to Georgia with the Russian? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and uh, she was very upset that I did not come back to the hotel that night, and uh, so I had a very angry Russian woman on my hands after that. Uh, but we oh, got. Oh, she was to... falling for you. What? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. She well, wanted that, green, she wanted that a... green card, the visa. Oh, I don't know if she uh, wanted to go that far, but I mean, I know you, you've you've been in the same situation. It's like you. Uh, those kind of you know romantic flings and stuff it's like 
yeah, you just like kind of fall in love with another human for just you know a short time, and then you know you never see him again, and it's uh, I mean it's it's wonderful, um, but yeah, so you know, I should have you know I I probably should have spent my time with her and stuff. That would have been you know the better thing to do, but I got caught up in all the it was a better stories. Yeah, it was an unusual situation, right? So. You know, I'm glad I got to uh, experience that. But I, I hit on this a lot, and th- these little love bubbles, and they're amazing. And it's something you would have never gotten if you weren't out of your you know, comfort zone and traveling, right? So that's right. the only reason you get these. Yep. But, you know, because of the circumstances, there is time involved. And, you know, they're over here in this part of the world, and you're here, and you met at this one point, And you both have different lives, so right. you can't continue it. And that gets tough. You know what I mean? And you slowly get better at it, as in like, hey, if I wasn't in this situation in the first place, I would have never had this, you know, experience and this right. opportunity. So why am I, you know, longing for something more when if I was back home, not, 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 it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You, know what you, I mean? you, you have to enjoy like, it, appreciate it. Yeah, in, in your town that you live in, you can't just like, you know, you're not going to have that experience like running into a girl at a grocery store or something. You're going to be like, oh, wow, you know. Oh, that was epic. You know, great conversation. Let's see. Mexico tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. That's just not going to happen unless you, you know, you you find yourselves, you're you're both just in a foreign land or something. And, you you know, yeah, it's, and it's incredible. It's incredible. It's 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 amazing. It's fast. And, you know, at the end, you know, at the end, you you know, you just got to be happy that you had the experience and, you know, it's not going to continue. You're not going to have, I mean, I don't think, you know, some people might, but, uh, you know. It's like if I lived in Russia, maybe I'd see her again, but you know, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the circumstances allowed it to happen for this allotted amount of time and you need to appreciate it and be grateful and and not, you know, try to want more. You know, every yeah. once in a while it could. You know, you could go say, Fuck it, I'm gonna go live in Russia or she's yeah. gonna come here. But it, it, it weighs on you sometimes, you know, because it becomes fleeting relationships and you wanna build connections and and you know, all that, but the more you do it, the more it's like, hey, you know, wow, I'm grateful I got to experience that. Yeah. And with that, you you, you just get to be completely yourself mm-hmm. with that other person. And just like, you know, just be two fucking humans. Just whatever you, whatever your whims are, whatever your desires are, just go for it in that time. You, you have just a yeah, short window to just do whatever you want to. Just be yourselves and just have a good time. Exactly. You said you couldn't do that in Georgia and what to happen or in Russia, you know, her peers would look down on her or what is she doing? And not what I mean. So it yeah. is, it's just circumstantial. It's right. crazy. It's yeah. like, yeah, two people from completely different ends of the world. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just uh, you, you're not realistically, you're not going to be able to do anything more with that. And, you know, the Russian woman, that's not the only you know, time that's happened. Um, you know, well, look at you, player. Plenty of, plenty of those experiences <laughs> with like, you know, Brazilian women out of the country or, you know, uh, Uruguayan women, stuff like that. It's uh, German women, German women, fantastic. But I, I'll, I'll tell really? you, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the uh, my favorite people are Australians. I've everywhere They're crazy. Every crazy time I run into a, a group of Australian people, they just yeah, they know how to have a good time. They're just like the most down to earth. Just like let's fucking hang out. Let's just have a good time. It's uh yeah, that's uh. <laughs> Another point too is it's so good for people to experience these different type of relationships and people and the cultures and circumstances so you know you know what you are looking for and what you would settle for type yeah. deal. And honestly if it's you know the true love or it is meant to be you can figure out a way to stay in touch or you know make something happen but 
you know, usually it stings for a little bit after you yeah. let go. But then six months later, it's like, hey, that was a great time we had. Yeah. Stay in touch, but you don't have those feelings anymore. Right, 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 right. Oh. Yeah. And, well, I don't, I don't know. For me, it's uh, it's like they're very, very strong feelings initially. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as soon as the experience is over, though, and it's like, you know, as soon as it's like, oh, hey, I'm heading on a, I'm hopping on a plane tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. You know, then right then it's like, you know, I'll get back in, you know, where I'm going to my Airbnb or whatnot. I'll just lay there and just be like, you know, I'll just smile. I'll just be yeah. like, what, what a fantastic experience. Like, sure, it'd be, it'd be nice if we could do that more, but, you know. And then so uh, the feelings are gone, but just grateful when uh Yeah, take time to like decompress it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. move yeah. on. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it takes me a couple of days and then I have to find the next one and the next one. Yeah. That's not necessarily healthy, but... I like that uh, that mindset where you know you just take it in and you know decompress for a day and then hey on to the next mm-hmm. let's go and then, yeah find another amazing little flame <laughs> yeah whatever experience. it is you're doing yeah yeah the, the next day instead of uh, you know finding that you might find uh, you know just an epic adventure to go on and you know with your with your friends and you know but you might meet a, a future roommate you know wherever you met him and park <laughs> yeah. and stay with him right 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 so yeah right. let's let's move on with the story here you, yeah. You're leaving New Orleans. You're yeah, get to Georgia. She goes on her way and stuff, and then uh, yeah, I settle in in uh, in Florida, and uh, you know have a have a good time there. That's uh, I was in a college town, Tallahassee, mm-hmm. um, and that's just a filthy place. Just a filthy, just <laughs> it's uh, and filthy. I mean, there's just like the people there. It's just like a hookup nation. Just like ri- ridiculous little party town, um, and wasn't wasn't really for me. Um, I, I didn't really, I mean, I had a good time there, but it wasn't really like, I wouldn't want to stay there for longer than I did. I was only there for a couple of months. Um, and then, yeah, just right off the bat, got a bartending job. Um, and then, um, COVID happened. So bars and restaurants shut down. I was out of work. So I went back to Georgia, stayed with my family for uh, about a month. And now, how then, was that after everything you've experienced being back in the city? Well, it was, uh, it was good. Um, it was great, you know, being able to spend some time with my family. Um, but what also made it great is my, my all-time best friend, he, uh, he was there. Um, he had been uh, deployed, well, not deployed, he was uh, doing contracting work over in Kuwait. And so he was back, and him and his wife were there, and I get to uh, pretty much just stayed with them the whole time and uh, just caught up. Uh, they're, they're like my two favorite people in the world. And uh, so, you know, it was great having that time, too, and then... Uh, so they were moving to Alaska and relocating for another air traffic controller job that he had. And so I decided I was going to move to Alaska too and stay in like a, a city, like an hour away from them. And, uh, so why, well, you know, I, I didn't have any, everything was shut down yeah. where I was at. So I couldn't work. Um, couldn't do unemployment because, uh, I hadn't had a job in the same state for longer than two years so you know I couldn't couldn't get employment from California because I wasn't even in California I couldn't get in Florida because I was only there yeah. for a minute I couldn't get in Georgia because I hadn't been there in years some pesos in Mexico yeah right exactly <laughs> exactly yeah um but yeah so I uh yeah that was the next adventure like I'm always looking for the next uh what's my next adventure gonna be was the next chapter? Yeah, did you have money so. saved up? I mean, you're going to the Alaska. There's not no much, work. Not much. Yeah, there, there was work in Alaska. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Things were open. Um, I, I looked up and stuff. A lot of places okay. were open. Um, and I had a few good leads for a job. I was thinking about 
doing some other stuff other than bartending, but you know, at the very least, I could have gone there. And you would be really cool is doing one of those Fisher things where you go out to sea for like four months. Oh yeah, That'd yeah, be yeah. Crazy. Those those uh, pay good too. I actually thought about that. One thing I, I really want to do is take uh, one of them boats from Spain to New York City, where you like you live on the ship and it's like takes like a, a month, you know, and you work on there and yeah. it's like a travel thing. I think that'd be a neat experience, just being in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. That would be a phenomenal. It'd be experience. crazy. Absolutely, yeah. You just part of the crew working, you know, living on the ship. That yeah, that'd be absolutely incredible. And you know, those dudes got like stories too. Whoever <laughs> yeah. works on those has just been through shit. Yeah. They've seen the sea monsters. They, you know, they've been away from <laughs> right. the family. They're people. They're usually kind of wanderers, and yeah, it'd be really interesting. Uh huh. Yeah. If you uh, if you ever decide to do that, let me know. Should I call you I'll, up? Uh, yeah, <laughs> give me a call. Let's. Uh, I'll join you on that escapade. That's yeah. Or maybe we just uh, get our own little sailboat and get like ten girls and, and yeah, 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 across the land. And then we can uh, make money with that boat you know give tours and stuff you know oh, like yeah. yeah 100 bucks a head you can go on a the only fans a... boat going across yeah, the, <laughs> the only the fans land. boat yeah <laughs> people have to sign a waiver before they get yeah. on it's just like just follow our adventures Here oh, you go. can you imagine an only fans page like that my That'd god be cool that's a yeah. niche you, you know, know you could make millions of dollars that way i think <laughs> jesus christ I don't know if the girls could go so long. Oh, you need internet connection. You have to get like a Wi-Fi router in the or like a satellite. Well, just whenever phone. you dock, then you can okay, upload okay, all of the okay, all yeah. of the content. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Just on the OnlyFans page, just be like, yeah, we uh, we post monthly, so every month we get to port, but we post a lot during that month. So I don't know. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So <laughs> that's a cool thought. Interesting. We'll we'll have to talk about that another yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we we loaded up. Um, took the truck and we drove from Georgia to Alaska and uh you know most of the United States everything was shut down but we uh, stopped in a few cool little towns here and there um at one of our last stops before the Canadian border was a town called Fargo and uh never really gave that much thought um but we were like Fargo that's uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Movie. there's a movie about it I've never seen the movie or anything good movie is it yeah, it wasn't even. It wasn't filmed in uh, Fargo, was it? No, but it was based. I think it was yeah. filmed in Minnesota. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, we uh, our friends and I, we always said there's uh, like there's Wells people. You're either a Wells or you're a Fargo. Like that's uh, Wells Fargo. I don't know some mm. weird like little little inside scoop we had on something. I don't know what it was, but we got high one day and that's what we uh, that's what we came up with. So we were like, oh, we're, yeah, we're Fargo people for sure. And then. This town Fargo was on the route, so we were like, "Yeah, let's we're gonna stop in Fargo," and so we booked an Airbnb for a couple of days, and then uh, got here. And my God, what a what a fantastic experience! This city just like something about this city is the most interesting city I've seen in the United States. When did you get here? Uh, I got here uh, three months ago. Yeah, like in, I got here in July. Like yeah, July. So I was saying when the weather is nice, like today. You know, the Fargo's a cute little downtown. You can walk around. Yeah. I mean, kind of interesting vibe. Yeah. I've been to uh, North Dakota State, which is in Fargo. Never really experienced the downtown, but it's it's not terrible. No. Yeah, it's, it's a really nice little city. I like the uh, the layout. It's uh, spread out, you know, good enough, but it's like, you know, you're like 15 minutes away from anything. You know, if you hop in the car, you can go to, and there's a ton of stuff to do. Everybody around here always says, like, Oh, yeah, the only thing to do in Fargo is to drink, but no, there's a ton of shit. You can just, uh, I mean, there's not like a lot of hiking or anything. It's super flat land, um, so not a lot of things like that, but, you know, they've got a lot of cool, cool things you can do. You said it was one of the most interesting cities in America. In the United States. Why? I've seen. I, I don't know. That's a hard one to uh, explain. A lot of people say that. I don't know. It's just the, uh, 
the people here, I think, the people are absolutely amazing. I, uh, yeah, that's uh, like, Minnesota Midwest. Nice. You never heard of it? I have heard that, but it's it's not like uh, so in like in California and in Georgia and stuff. Florida, it's like people are nice, but it's like a facade. It's okay. like they're not actually. But a lot. What I've noticed is here, like I'm I'm pretty good at sniffing out bullshit. But a lot of people here are just like just completely genuine. Like they're just. Yeah. That's why, like you know, I, I ran into Garrett. Just you know, on my uh, on my couple of days that I was here, you know, passing through, and he was just a genuine guy, awesome guy, and uh, yeah, met a, a couple other great people. Um, one of the guys was like, "Hey, if you ever wanted to move to Fargo, I've got a place. You know, you can you can room with me for a uh, for a while, and also I work at a bar and can get you a bartending job." And I was like, "Interesting, interesting." In a lot of other places, you think that's just fake talk type deal. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, in the Midwest, they're serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't speak for all of Midwest. Yeah. I haven't really uh, seen too much of it yet. But uh, yeah, I know just here in Fargo, like the people are, yeah. Mo- I, I, honestly, yeah, 99% of the people I've met, completely genuine. Just like, wow. yeah, which that's, that's saying a lot. That's, uh, that's I guess big. growing up in, in uh, Minnesota, you definitely start taking it for granted. But I do, you know, that I lived in Colorado and then Copenhagen and then Italy. And when I come back to Minnesota, it's like, oh my God, you know, you know, you, you wave to everyone, you say hi. The mm-hmm. Midwest nice thing is very true. And that genuine genuine thing is uh it's like a community and family and small yeah. and you know, they want their their uh, atmosphere and area to be welcoming and happy and, and yeah. nice and it is it is pretty neat. Yeah, they do a really well job of that. That's right. yeah, it's it's an awesome part of the uh awesome part of the country. I've never been to the north or the midwest um except for i mean i've been to like new york and stuff but you know i've never been in this region of the united states before and uh yeah it's a lot different it's uh, uh it's the winter though i hear is pretty oh pretty crazy God. everyone i talk to they're just like winter's coming yeah, i'm yeah. just like what is this fucking game of thrones oh, chill shit. out everybody right. God damn. south oh yeah, yeah and you were in the cali and oh yeah i think last year i wore a jacket like two times oh, okay get yeah, ready so i need get to ready. i need to upgrade my wardrobe no, time for sure. so because this is why I'm here. I'm with Garrett in Fargo. We're in your guys' apartment. So how'd you meet him? You're passing through? Passing through. I met him at uh, at Fort Knox, actually. I met him at, at the bar. And uh, just an awesome guy. I don't know. You know we one of like, a kind. Yeah, one, one of, of a kind. kind. We hit it off, and then we, uh, we invited him and some other people back to uh, our Airbnb. And we had, like, a little Airbnb party. And, uh, yeah, just great people. And, you know, we... we yeah, we came. We became buddies, and then uh, so. so you're, then you were leaving Fargo, yeah. and you're going to Alaska. Did you have a feeling like, whoa, that was a good experience? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. After our like three days in Airbnb, we uh, we actually booked uh, another one for a couple of days. So we stayed here uh, about I think six days in total, but we were just planning on staying like a day or two. Yeah. And then, uh, so, yeah, we uh, went on our journey and. We're talking about it the whole time, like, hey, that's that's a fucking town right there. That's, and uh, you know, best friend, he was like, you you should live in Fargo. You need to live there. Like, if I wasn't going to Alaska, I would be living there too. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you you damn right. I think I might might just do that. And then uh, stopped in a few cool spots in uh, Canada. Stayed uh, stayed in nice Airbnbs there. Um, met some cool people. Had some had some had some fun. Um, we, we got our brakes cut on our, uh, our trailer. Um, oh, sh- 
Yeah, there was like a clean cut, like somebody cut our brakes. And uh, we think it happened in Canada. There was this guy who had this smoking hot girl. And, of course, she went home with me. And oh. he was very upset. So I think he cut the brakes on our trailer, and which is very bad because uh, it was difficult getting through the Rocky Mountains and, like, you know, traveling through the Yukon and stuff with uh, an overloaded trailer with only one brake working. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, we had to drive like two miles an hour at <laughs> some of the hills and stuff. It was stupid. Thinking with your dick, not your head. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> worth it. <laughs> worth it. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I got to Alaska. It was a really beautiful spot, but, yeah, ultimately the uh, Fargo experience was, I think I would be more happy here, so. How long were you in Alaska? Uh, about a week. Yeah, a week or two. You had like an Airbnb or you were living with them? No, yeah, he, they had a house, so I just stayed there for a little and while. And you're like, okay, I'm going to help them get set, set up set, and everything. Go back to Fargo. Yeah. Yep. You've been here so for three we, months? Yep, been here for three months. Um, first month, I didn't have a car. And then I had to fly uh, down to Georgia and uh, get my car. But you hit up Garrett and those guys, like, hey, you know, I want to yeah. stay here. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I hit up Garrett. Like, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm back in Fargo. I'm, I'm going to live here now. I'm living here now. <laughs> And uh, so he was like, oh, dude, that's fucking, that's fucking sick, bro. And then he was like, I think he was, uh, he was out of town for a little while. And then he, he got back. We hung out. And then we were like, he was like, bro, we need to get an apartment and stuff. And I was like, yeah, we do. Let's, uh, let's do that. And he was looking for it at a few different spots. And uh, then, uh, yeah, he flew out and was out of town for a little while. Got a car and stuff. And then so now we both have cars. And then... Uh, yeah, about like like one month ago now, because uh, yeah, almost one month. Um, he was like, "Hey, I found this four bedroom, three hundred dollars a month, downtown, right next to our works. What do you say?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." So here we are. It all works out. It's crazy. It all works out. Just Man, that, all that the, the the mindset. It's the uh, the mindset is everything. I love it. I love. Uh, you should journal. Your story. I think there's going to be a lot more adventure coming, but I'm glad we got it down on, on podcast. But just the idea of being, you know, free and just going with the flow and, and keeping that mindset is very, uh, you know, inspirational. I like it a lot, and it was a good time, man. You enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me uh, on the podcast. That's awesome. What uh, are some life lessons from all this, though, that you've learned? Life lessons? Um Life lessons is uh, get rid of social media because that shit's toxic. And, uh, yeah, just try to live your life every day like it could be your last day. I want to do everything that scares me, everything that, you know, makes me uncomfortable. How do you not burn out, though, if you try to live like that? I don't don't know. I I haven't burned out. I've been doing it pretty consistently. Um, I mean, you know... it's You're not just, getting drunk every night or doing some dumb stuff, right? Or not what? not every night, but oh. <laughs> I have quite a bit since I've been in Fargo. It's a it is a drinking town, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I uh, I do uh, I love you know working out and stuff. Um, you know, like stay active, stay fit. Um, so keep some routines. Yeah, see, keep some routines, and with my work schedule, it's uh, you know pretty crazy. But like right now in the uh, the chapter I'm in, I uh, you know I'm looking for more like. You know, maybe stability. I mean, I still want to travel and stuff. When the world opens back up next year, I want to go, like, spend a few months just, like, touring Europe and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to dial it down a little bit and be a little bit more, uh, yeah, healthy. 
This would be a good place to have a home base, and in the winter you jet off to to different travel destinations. I was thinking about that. Pretty cheap in North Dakota. Moving to Thailand for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. You said you're uh, moving to Thailand. I want to after uh, next season, probably next fall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go to Thailand. Well, shit. Maybe I'll be there. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy, man. I I see it over time and again with with travelers. You know the connection and then the the law of attraction. And I had a good time, man. You got a good story. You know we have a community here and people. are looking to get into traveling, maybe had a tough breakup or, you know, want to cut the, the ropes loose. Um, you know, you have friends, different places, would they be more than welcome to, uh, you know, contact you and see if you can give them some help? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. I'd, I'd love that. Yeah. But yeah, just, uh, yeah, never, never fear for the future and never dwell on the past. Just live in the present and you know, live bold, live bold. Yeah. <laughs> strike first, strike hard. <laughs> Cobra Kai.